Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you. Let's get in this YouTube chat and let's really have one today. Let's have it, Jackson. Why not? Because it's a wide berth Wednesday? That's right. That is right. Tell the audience what that means. Wide berth Wednesday kind of means... There's so much to get to that just... Matt Rocchio laughed as he exited yeah, the studio. Laugh track. Don't want the door hit you on the way out, Rock. Wow, very anti-Italian. That's right. Um, there's so much to get to. I don't want to like narrow it down to one specific topic. Now, in fairness, just to play devil's advocate, Doug Vaughn of TMA says, Wide Birth Wednesday means you got nothing. Well, if that's what that means, then I've had nothing for going on two years and some change. No! So, and look at this now, baby. Feeling good, looking even better. Yeah, I guess we're hot. Yeah. Uh, You can test in if we are or not. Uh, The little screen I always look up at to give the phone numbers out, it's down. Well, it's not down. There's something else up there. There's like, somebody's got Google up on the... There's Killers of the Flower Moon above you on my left... Just a Google screen in the middle, and then poker on the right. And i got to be honest with you, I'm not sure which one's distracting me more. I enjoy them all. <laughs> Good to see John Jawanda back in action at the WPT, for those of you uh, watching along with me here. He just took down a pot with Jack 5 suited. Jackson, here's what I want to do today. I want to send $35 to a listener of Balloon Party via my Venmo. And many of you who have received this money over the two years I've been doing this, you know I'm good for it. I pay it right away. And I just need a topic, a deep dive topic, to get the synapses going. Now, I have to say, a topic that I, I said, I, I told the TMA audience because I wanted to spread the wealth. Uh, and I know you're, you're a big, you always talk about how you like to see wealth redistributed. Absolutely. It's one of my core principles. I, I said to the TMA listeners, you know, I always give this money to the, the balloon party listeners, but, you know, the TMA listeners are the foundation of what you call my Hall of Fame career. Yeah. Yep. Without TMA on AM and HD2 radio, also known as the big time, right? would I ever be able to do a one-hour show on an HD1 station? Ask yourself that. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to mull that over for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe the second segment you can answer it. So therefore, I feel like I need to go out of my way to say to the TMA listeners, hey, you too can get $35. And somebody came up with the topic of this Pat McAfee thing. And I got to tell you, I'm kind of intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. Watch the Blues game last night. Just talked with Jeremy Rutherford on TMA. It was kind of a crap game with some crap things. 
I don't know how much there is to really break down outside of, my God, that power play. My God, that power play, which is now ranked as the dead last power play. What did Rutherford say? Like 12 for 126 or something like that? Something abysmal like that. 10.6 conversion, I think, was the number. Holy crap, that's the worst. And then how... uh, it all kind of turned with the Jacob Verana turnover when the Blues were only a goal back and Drew Bannister didn't really pull any punches. Uh, Jackson, you don't have any audio from what JR said about it. So two things that go back to the Barubi era uh, popped up again last night, and that is Verana and that is the power play. Uh, and Drew Bannister really didn't pull punches on either in his postgame comments. Your assessment, sir. But yeah, you know, I was in the press room last night, asked uh, Drew Bannister, uh, we talked to him about what what changed that game. It was a it was a two one game, and he went straight to the turnover by Verana. And I think he did everything but put Verana back on waivers last night with his comment, <laughs> with the way he said <laughs> the way that he said that it was the turnover. Like we got a forward with speed putting the D on his back, and he makes the the turnover, and it, it's a three one game. So I think that was a huge issue last night. You know, Bannister was right about that. And then the power play, guys, it's uh, now dead last in the NHL. Went from 31st to 32nd last night, 10.6%. They're 12 for 113 this season. That is just... That is just outrageous. And, you know, you can talk about things all the time in terms of, well, if you're doing this, that would help you. If the power play was middle of the league, this Blues team would have at least four or five more wins. They've had so many chances Mm. to regain the lead and take the lead, and it hasn't happened. So something has to give with that power play. Nice editing. <laughs> There's literally nothing I could have done to make that edit. There, there, I, I'm just going to disagree. I might come out of my retirement and bring out the shears, and I can get a clean edit point there. I'll give you 20 bucks. God, because you start asking the next question while he's finishing. Can we, can we get the last yeah. here? Is, we go over like there's a Pruder film back into the left, back, back into the left, back into the left. Game the lead, take the lead, and it hasn't happened. So something has to give with that power play. Do you? Mm, I still could do it. There might be like you. a millisecond. There might be like a millisecond. Bro, we're doing HD two. If you want to be able to do HD two, gotta hit the hole. Gotta hit the hole. Yeah, I get it. I get. It. Hey, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying the edit's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be tough. Uh, so yeah, last night debacle. Even though it really wasn't until the third period, and Verana, who then just got just got <laughs> shipped in the post game, yeah. uh, along with uh, the fun facts on the power play, which sweet mother of mercy, uh, Jackson. Uh, so I'm, I told the people wide berth Wednesday. How intrigued by the, the McAfee thing are you? Oh, you don't. You're not intrigued. Facial expression told me all I needed to know. I, it's not the McAfee Rogers Kimmel thing. Yeah. It's actually like the the bigger picture of the ESPN situation, how he calls, like, can you imagine? Right. It, oh, yeah. So you know exactly where I'm going. Yeah. If I came on 101, cause probably nobody's, yeah, right. it, we could actually probably do it. Right. On TMA. <laughs> right. It's, it's kind of like doing a show in a cave. We could test the theory. Uh, it came on 101 and said an executive with Hubbard is a rat. Yeah. Like, would I even finish the segment before they drag me out of here? And that's what McAfee did with a high-ranking executive at ESPN. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. I just feel like, 
I'm not anti-McAfee or pro-ESPN or anti-ESPN or pro-McAfee. I'm just making this observation in okay. general. That's what's going on. I don't even know how many people in the audience know that this is going on, but you got this going on, no, and I that's think, why I'm talking. I think it's a pretty a major story, mm-hmm. all-encompassing when you take in Rodgers and Kimmel and then the situation at ESPN. And in general, as I talked about at the end of 2023, Awful Announcing and I think another outlet ranked the ESPN shakeup of this year as the top sports business story. So it's definitely in a lot of eyeballs. I just, I feel like we're missing some information. Like, I just, it's so hard to think that, like, you could say that about an ESPN executive, a top-level executive, and everything's like, all right, yeah, well, it's just Pat, you know, that's what he does. It's like, I don't know, like, I don't, I know that he has a big audience with his core. I don't know if that's translated to ESPN. And for those not familiar with it, what Jackson's making reference to is the story. It was in the New York Post, Andrew Marchand, who's a sports media guy. I was listening to his podcast on my way to uh, to the shows today, uh, and he was talking about how he reported the ratings for McAfee's show on ESPN, and that's what pissed McAfee off, because McAfee is losing about 50% of his lead-in from Stephen A. Smith, and I kind of was irritated that he didn't credit Dan Orlowski, because right. I feel like, right. you know, Orlowski is, you yeah. know, Arnado to Stephen A.'s Goldschmidt, but yeah. Glossing okay. over. Glossing Thank over. You. Thank you very much. Uh, I mean, God, if Dan's going to do that much work playing a character, he needs to be rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. So, with... With regard to that, McAfee got pissed off. Chris Russo, you know him as Mad Dog. I He's do. angry about a lot of things. And he was his co-host today, and he and so he works with Pat, and he goes, Pat's got to get thicker skin. He's making $85 million a year. He, who cares what's written in the, in the newspaper about his ratings? Right. So now you got Mad Dog calling out McAfee. You got McAfee calling out an executive and calling him a rat. Meanwhile, ESPN is six months into their 60-month 60, uh, 60 deal with somebody who had never worked with them before. Right. And they're probably going, oh, God, maybe we shouldn't have done a, you know. I, I get ESPN trying to rebrand itself as coming away from, like, the more buttoned-up Sports talk. I mean, when you look at shows like Stephen A. Smith's show, they're all wearing suits or some variation of suits. And for some reason, oh, you're going to go anti-working man in tank top, and I won't have it. I no, mean, no. Up in South City, all we did was wear tank tops. It's like, oh man, I love your new blue tank top. Right, right. That's <laughs> a great look. But like you see, Stephen A. They're all wearing suits, and for some odd reason, sneakers with the suits. But then McAfee's show, like you said, tank tops, much more casual style of sports show, which is more popular with people in my age range or even a little older than me. Having said that, I don't know if people are going to ESPN for that content when it's all available on YouTube or podcasts or so on and so forth. So I don't know if they're like, oh, let me fire up linear television so I can watch Pat McAfee. That's intriguing that you make that observation. Did you read Marshawn's column last night? I saw the headline. I did not read okay, it. Okay, because that is at the bottom, kind of he completes his master's thesis on this, what he's calling a disaster uh-huh. for ESPN. Yeah, yeah. And then the ramifications it's going to have for ESPN is that they took an internet show slash podcast and put it on linear television. And that may be the fatal mistake, yeah. which is exactly what you said. And you and Andrew Marchand are thinking the same way. I love or, or you're a plagiarist and you'll be issuing an apology in the next second. No, I don't know which one it is. I'll pull out my browser history if I need to. Ooh, we'll really? Clean some things up. But uh, either way. You got browsers up there, bro? <laughs> right. It's, like, it's, it's basically like it's new age content on antiquated platforms, for lack of a better term. I mean, I know it's available everywhere, just like everything is, but... 
if the scoreboard for ESPN is still linear television ratings, I don't know if McAfee show is the perfect well, the scoreboard, the scoreboard for everything is dollars. Right. And ratings are relevant to generating dollars. McAfee mobilizes an audience, but is he mobilizing an audience to justify A, the $85 million expenditure, and B, what is now going after executives? And not just going after executives, but calling them a rat. Yeah. And that's kind of like, I mean, didn't you get whacked for that in The Departed? Uh, yeah, everyone kind of was a rat in that movie. Spoiler alert, yeah, we apologize. Well, if you missed it, you missed your damn window. It's like people watching Breaking Bad for the first time. Wow, Jackson was my anger. What rock have you been living under? Either way. Rocky will take shrapnel. He'll always, yeah, rock. Uh, yeah, it's just, it, it seems like McAfee's whole situation is like, it might be deemed at one point unnecessary. It's like, is the headache worth what we're doing here? And then for McAfee too, it's like he knows he can go elsewhere and still be very profitable, still do exactly what he does. Also for him without probably some headaches along with that. So maybe this marriage isn't as uh, idealistic. It's going it to be a quick divorce. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they invested a you lot a of money. cardigan again, by the way? That's right. Because we were just talking tank tops, and then I started paying attention to apparel. Yeah, there's is a that difference. a cardigan? That's a cardigan, yeah. That's How right. many cardigans do you own, bro? One. This is the one. Oh, is that the one? Okay. Yeah, this is the one. That's right. I own one I, turtle. I, I like it. It's a, I, I enjoy the look. I'm going to add more. Do a lot of like, guys in their 25 range yeah. wear t- cardigans right now? Is that right? Cardigans are in. Yeah. Cardigans so like when you go to Wheelhouse and you get bottle service, guys are wearing cardigans. No, I would not wear a cardigan to Wheelhouse. What would you wear? Topless. Is that right? Well, show yourself off a little bit. God, man. Yeah. I'm hot. Look at me. Look at me right in the camera. I'm oh, hot. Oh, boy. Guess I got to go into the YouTube chat. All right. I am opening it up. I'm going to Venmo somebody 30. I'm in the mood for a deep dive. Oh, yeah. I know you've prepared Wide Birth Wednesday. Give me an idea of what's there. Maybe, maybe you already got it and I can save $35. I'm usually optimistic about my questions. Well, is there one that you feel? Sometimes you feel good. You think this is a good one. And then you like hit me with a great one at 1057. Yeah, I know. On. Uh oh. All right. That's all I needed to do. That's it. Uh, that means I'm going to be Venmoing $35. Who wants the $35? It's not that they're bad, but they're not like, I don't think they're synapse firing deep dive. I could go two hours on this topic okay. style. Fair enough. All right. We'll see what we got. Text it in uh, 314-399-9646, the Air Comfort Service text line. And then also the wonderful folks in our YouTube chat. I would imagine Tiny PP is active. Yeah, Babe Truth's in there. Uh, a girl's in there. Huh? And she said, oh boy, Jackson, too much. That was from Jennifer, do you pronounce it phone? Phone? Yeah. Jennifer phone, like in her? Watch this. Glass, George, glass. I'm glad to have witnessed that. Eve Plum, Jan Brady, think about that. So many names. Right. Uh, Yeah, Jennifer phone. Phone, Jennifer phone. She said that was too much when you looked into the camera and said, I'm hot. Some may say it's too much. Some may say it's not enough. See if Jamie Rivers has any thoughts. Oh, my God. I hope he's in the building. All right. uh, We'll take a break. Uh, I'm going to pay somebody $35. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. You know, Jackson. Yeah. Boy, that didn't really convey a lot of engagement. (laughs) Not bad. Our relationship with this audience is a love story. Yeah, not perfect. Not at all. The first day of Balloon Party, and I think there's a 30 for 30 coming out on it. 
Mayo Dump. Right. That's the title. <laughs> the balloon party story. It wasn't what Hubbard executives visualized. Boy, I hope not. <laughs> but now here we are more than two years later, covering the over by, I mean, God, who, who, who would have thought? Yeah, by including 23 months. <laughs> including me, uh, that we'd still be doing it. And now I asked for a deep dive, and we got so many suggestions. And I didn't even get a chance to look in the YouTube chat. Right. And a lot of them were really good. I mean, really, really good. So I tip my cap. But then I feel like I'm probably missing some that are good because I didn't get a chance to read through them all. But I'm going to go with this one. So I got to text this guy. Uh, what is your Venmo? Uh Please. I don't know it's a guy. That's not fair. Was that uh, misogynist on my part? No. Just making assumptions. You know what happens when you assume. What's that? You make an ass out of you and me. Oh, my God. Cutting edge. Yeah. Yep. That's why they pay me the big bucks. How about this? Yeah. Deep dive. I don't know if this is... So I might go end up giving out $70 today. (laughs) Because I might... Maybe I'll go with another one, too. Because I don't know if I'm going to go a full show on this. But I like what he's proposing Yadier Molina will eventually become the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, which will then lead to him becoming, uh, I I texted, what is your Venmo, please? And the person wrote back, it's a guy. (laughs) It's like Jake from State Forum. That's right. Deep dive, Yadier Molina will eventually become the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, which will lead to him becoming the general manager and manager at the same time, and he will have a red Shane-like run. Now, it's not really a question. It's just kind of a Nostradamus-like thing. Before I give my thoughts on this, I would like to hear your thoughts. Jackson Burkett, also known as Sir Piddles, knighted by Jamie Rivers. I think that it's a strong possibility that Yair Molina does become the next manager of the St. Louis Cardinals in the somewhat near future. I would say it's more likely that Chaim Bloom would become the GM and usurp Mosellock in a sort of way as president of baseball operations slash GM kind of role that he has more so than Yadi doing both. I don't think anybody in modern baseball or modern sports for that matter, a few exceptions, could handle both of those roles. That's a that's a heavy workload for someone who has all the money in the world and you know, who's doing that or who last did it? I, like the only I might person, be missing an obvious one, so feel free to text like it in and Jerry tell me. Jerry Jones is the owner man. and GM, but he isn't coach right, as well. Right. I'm talking about, I mean, in baseball, that Whitey Herzog certainly was one, but there may have been like 10 cents that have done it. I don't know. I just I can't think of anybody who currently does that. So it would surprise me if Yadi, someone who's so baseball intensive, like the game on the field, would be involved in offseason moves. I mean, he'd have input. But to actually be the one brokering the deals would surprise me. So here is why I, I chose this one. And once again, uh, fine, sir, please send your Venmo because I do. I want to make sure we pay the debts. Pay the debts. I say I'm going to pay thirty five dollars. You got to give me your Venmo though to send it out. Uh, the reason, because because if you go, yeah, I think he could be. Then that's kind of like, okay, what, what, what are you paying thirty five dollars for that? Here is where I'm going with it. I think that could happen. I don't see the manager GM thing. Um, but where I'm going with it is, I think if that happens, it could wind up being a disaster. Mm. 
and playing a role in, I don't like saying tarnishing a legacy, because tarnishing a legacy usually has to do with something like off the field, Mm -hmm. but coloring his legacy, especially for those who wouldn't necessarily remember him as the guy who, whether you're thinking of the home run at Shea Stadium, you know, embracing Adam Wainwright, embracing Jason Mott, you know, whatever it is from your Yachty or Molina, you know, Brandon Phillips. That's, that's where I always go. Yeah, Defending I mean, t- Cardinals take, take honor. Take your pick, Tori Lovello, whatever it is. Yeah. That I don't necessarily think, I just, I'm just not sold that that's the right play for him or for the Cardinals. And I don't think that it necessarily would go well. Now, if they were to announce he is going to be the manager at some point, oh, I'm, I'm, we were talking engagement farming yesterday. <laughs> I am engaged. I am at full peak engagement. But I just don't. I just don't know. Just because you were a great field general, and we've kind of seen this. There was an era about a decade ago in which you saw a bunch of guys who were the field general guys, whether it be catcher or kind of leadership guys. But just you know, I mean, certainly Matheny, Osmus. Uh, I know Gabe Cap wasn't a catcher, but that same kind of like. You know, these are the the guys who, you know, other players will follow. And I don't know if that's still there anymore. Uh, Molina would be a different personality, obviously. I'm just, there's also strategy. It's not there's also, actually, I think that might be strategy along with leadership. And it's not one or the other. It's got to be both. And I'm just not sure that that, and and then I also think there's a, a, the, Just dealing with the nonsense day in and day out. I just don't know if that is something that, number one, he would want to do. And number two, after doing it for after like during a losing streak and you got like some clown like me. Mm -hmm. Well, why'd you do that? And like what his tolerance level for like going into his calm mode and trying to answer the question without losing his mind every single night during a loss. I just don't know if that works. So I would short the play. I would buy all day for the entertainment of it. I would short the success of it. So I do not see uh, him turning into a red Shane Deanst like run or for people more from my generation, a Whitey Herzog like run uh, or uh, from your generation, uh, Tony LaRusso, like run. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I'm not saying that I wouldn't want it to happen. I'd be entertained as all get out. I just don't necessarily think, and I think most fans want to see it, by the way. I just don't, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be successful. I mean, here's, here's also, anytime you have a conversation about this, as any successful manager would be quick to say, it also comes down to who is on your roster. Yeah, construction of the roster is huge. So Tony Larusa would jokingly say, "Yeah, you could have had whomever manage." You know, he points to some of his A's teams or some of his Cardinals teams. I mean, my God, when you talk about since '85, uh, some of the best lineups in baseball, he had the 2004 Cardinals in those late '80s Oakland A's. Holy crap! Uh, I mean, that is that's about as good as it gets when you're talking about those lineups. So, you know, you can be Yadier Molina, and if you have the 2023 St. Louis Cardinals pitching rotation, 
whoever you think is the greatest manager ever in St. Louis, you want to go LaRusse or Herzog, if you want to go around baseball, Bobby Cox, Joe Torre for recent success, um, you're going to be in a spot where you're going to have a tough time winning with that rotation. So it does come down to the roster. I just don't know if the day in, day out, when you're sitting on $100-plus plus million I just don't know if he's going to want to put up with it. I don't know. I don't know. So what I'm, do you think here? What do you think? I disagree with you. Nice! I disagree. Two years and one week, we got one. I disagree. I think Yadi Dig in. Would, and you're going to have the people on your side, too, here. So right. it's a good place for you to do it. But it's completely my own thoughts. I, I just think he would be really good, just because I don't think a player who has played in the last five-ish years could command the respect that Yadier Molina could, res- could command. I think people, maybe not so much with like casual fans, but like guys who play baseball, Yadi is an absolute legend. I think a big part of managing because ultimately fielding. I agree with that, but I didn't say anything about his, his commanding respect and leadership. I'm right. talking about strategy. Sure. And on that, I would say I don't think there's another human being who would have a better feel on the Cardinals pitching staff if he was in that position than Yadier Molina. I think he would have an incredible feel on who he thinks should be out there at certain times. And I think pitchers. But he wouldn't be managing the guys he caught for. Right. No, I know. I know. But I just think just on the eye test alone, like he doesn't even have to be behind the plate. I think his baseball IQ is that high that he could be in absolute lockstep with the pitching staff and knowing what's best. And I also think there's a, an element of pitcher's confidence knowing that they have a guy like that in the bullpen. Again, I just think managing in baseball is such like a touch and feel thing. And I don't imagine anyone... No, you're anti-math. I, I just, I think... That, you know, I, you'll win people over with that as well. Math is an important part. I think it's a hybrid of both, but touch and feel is something you can't teach. You have to play essentially to get that kind of touch and feel and Yadi did that to the end degree on the media thing and like the day to day nonsense I hear where you're coming from I just think he's just gonna be like this is who I am and I'm gonna be unique I mean being not getting along with the media almost has become like the the, the, standard yeah Yeah. well I'm talking about for Bill Belichick greatest coach of the 21st century and and at the NFL level Nick Saban greatest college coach perhaps ever but certainly in the 21st century so that's not necessarily Mandatory. I'm, my thing more is, is he going to want to put up with the nonsense along with, is he going to have the strategy mindset and all that goes into it? I just don't, I don't know. And, and I, I don't know if I have ever seen anyone play for the Cardinals, and this is not intended to be a shot at anybody more so, it's, it's a compliment to Yadier Molina, who number one has a combination of love for the game and then number two, uh, a competitive spirit. So both of those things going like Yadier Molina. And I think that's why he was so popular in St. Louis. Cause it's not like he was doing like, like a Wainwright who was doing interviews and would just be as down to earth and folksy and pop on and, you know, make you laugh and make you think and say some things that might not be, you know, mainstream, but he didn't really care. He said it. That wasn't Yadier Molina. It was like his competitive spirit that I think people loved. Willie McGee was beloved. He wasn't like a media guy either. Mm-hmm. So people love somebody who just loved the game in St. Louis. But I don't know if that necessarily translates to being a successful manager. That's that's what I'm saying. And then if that's the case, then people will be like, I don't remember Yadier Molina playing. I, I just think the Cardinals are no good. So yeah. what is this? That's that's what I... And so it would color the legacy. It's yeah. not going to take away what he did. Sure. You know, I don't, th- I don't think Mike Matheny's run that really in the whole scheme of things wasn't as bad as I think that it 
gets attention for, considering 2012, 13, 14, and 15 were all postseason years and real postseason years, not this, you know, everybody plays in a bowl postseason deal uh, where they went to the NLCS in three of the four years, World Series in one of the years, and the one year they didn't get to the NLCS, they won 100 games. Uh, I don't think people go, he wasn't a good catcher now. I mean, I think they still appreciate the run he had as catcher. Uh, And Molina's was, you know, three times as long and most likely is going to end in Cooperstown. I just don't, I just think the manager thing is, and like I said, I want to see it happen. I'm just, I wouldn't buy stock in that part of the success. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah, that's fair. I think there's also something you and I have talked about before about like, a guy taking a job like that who doesn't really need the job when you talk about like money I don't know how concerned he is about like his overall legacy I think it's great because he doesn't need the money so right. he can do whatever the hell he thinks is right and I mean some of the best people in roles in spots like that are the people who don't really care and right. don't need it and so he is in a spot where it's like yeah I, but I, and that's not his his motive of course wouldn't be money no uh, making $5 million from the Cardinals to manage isn't going to like, oh, good, now we can get the house that we wanted. It's more, I am a competitor, and that's what I care about. And I love the game, and that's what I care about. And he's consumed with it. So there, it won't be for lack of preparation, or lack of love of competition, or lack of motivation. I just don't think just because you were a great player that that necessarily means you're going to be a great manager. And also just because you were a subpar player doesn't mean you're not going to be a great manager. And that would be where, you know, you can talk about great Cardinal managers and uh, LaRusso would be the first one to joke about his playing career. Although I think he kind of oversold how bad he was. It was just kind of his way of deflecting his playing career. Your thoughts are welcome. I'm sure we're getting plenty of them. I just haven't had a chance to look into the text inbox. Uh, 314-399-9646. Uh, is how you can text it, and of course the YouTube chat. Your thoughts are welcome, and maybe I'm going to give out another $35 for another deep dive. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, and Munganass Burkhardt Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Just so much going on here, Jackson. So much going on. It's a bonus. Excuse me? Did you say it's a bonus? It's a bonus. I just mentioned them in my Sports Center update. A little triple double for him last night. I got to read this. Yeah. Now, the previous text called me a chud. <laughs> That's right. But then the next one was I got to make the sound effect. Watch this. <laughs> Whatever. Fans liked Molina because they're stupid and thought it was edgy to like a low IQ neck tattoo. Simple as. <laughs> That's from the 314. You know, we welcome any and all take. We do. You know. Come on in, the water is warm, it's balloon party, and it's driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura and Munganess Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. It's Piddles in the Chud? <laughs> That's a good name. 
That's like a legit name. That could <laughs> that be a sports, that's a sports talk radio. Yeah. Piddles in the shot. Yeah. 10 to 11 weekdays on 101 ESPN. You never know what they're going to say on Piddles in the shot. Yeah. 101 ESPN. Yeah. And you just by the title, you know, that's like, oh, they're midday one hour. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Got to combine eight divorces between them. Yeah. Yeah. That ain't drive time. <laughs> <laughs> Piddles in the chud See them at the bar Every day at right. Four Maybe three If you can guess Their credit score <laughs> Piddles in the chud Tickets Piddles in the chud Can't get credentials Hear them every day From 10 to 11 On 101 ESPN <laughs> Yeah That sounds great Why don't we just We should rebrand now Yeah Can we do a little promo Thanks. We just recorded Like three promos Right there uh, let's see what we got. Sounds like the 314 started drinking early today. Uh, maybe even smoking crack. That guy does not speak for anyone except the voices in his head. That's from the 314. Now the listeners are war on no, the program. Yeah, we don't want to chastise. Like we said, we don't take shame. We don't kink shame. We don't. No. And we're pro-liberty we here are. on this uh, yeah. program. I bet that guy wouldn't say that to Yachty's face. That's from the 618. Hey, uh, what do you say about Lisa Jackson? Oh, she's a gem. She says, honestly, you don't think fundamentally Yachty would have demanded better? Oh, absolutely. I, no question. And Yachty could situational hit under pressure. He is just a winner. Come on a winner, Lisa. Come on a winner, Lisa. Well, I'm never going to. I'll never. You won't find me ever criticizing Lisa. No. Uh, so uh, I don't know exactly, but yeah, you can you can be uh, you can demand better, but I don't know if that can turn Stephen Matz into a Cy Young winner either. I, I kind of subscribe to the theory that baseball players are going to field bat and pitch pretty much the same, no matter who's their manager. Like I feel like more so than any sport, baseball managers have the least control over what goes on on the field. Hmm. Like I think I'm going to agree with you. If we're talking, we're talking about like right. the four major, four major sports, like North football, America. basketball. You could put plays in hockey. There's obviously schemes and tactics you can put in baseball. You kind of line it up and you play the game, no matter. You don't honestly even need a manager to some extent. Wow. I mean, for bullpen changes and things yeah, was, like that. Was, and then I was with you with, uh, and then you just went. Then you just went all well, out. Take Smith. You are lost. right at the end. For the most part, like obviously with bullpen changes and situational hitting there is a place to step in and that is very important. I don't mean to diminish the importance of it, but when you compare it in relation to the other sports, right? I just don't think it's... And I agreed with that part, but then you're just like, don't even need a manager. I mean... You don't believe that. Don't own No, no, I don't. Don't own You're too good for it. I, I don't believe that because obviously we've seen the value of having a good manager, but I think the the difference is, is more marginal than the other sports. So if I said something at the end there, that's my bad. Jackson has just apologized to the audience. Mm. Kind of. Lisa says, I agree, but fundamentally they would play better under him. Um, it's, I, I, it's possible. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, and I love Lisa. That's the name also. Piddles in the chud. They love Lisa. <laughs> 10 to 11 on 101 ESPN. Um, let's see. What about managers who relay pitchers to the catcher? That's from the six one eight. Does that happen? Like relay? What do you, like they tell the pitchers what to pitch in the bullpen? Uh, I think it's in reference to like the staff calling pitches. Oh, okay. I don't think this is like the Astros in the garbage can. Right. Okay. I 
I, maybe because I've watched Yadi my entire life, I always thought the catcher did that. This is a different 314 than the one that called me Chud. Right. Jackson is another one of those idiots that say no manager is needed, but, you, but you've seen what a good manager in Texas does. Right. Ignore everything else I said and focus on the one part. In which I also kind of retract. Man, you're doing kind a heel of, turn today. Kind this of is hostile. I can't. I got to distance myself from it. I mean, I, I respect what you're saying because I agree. I'm not saying that you don't you need a me manager. Respecting the guy that I respect everyone, Tim. It's a show built on respect. Pills in the chud. Pills in the chud. Ten to eleven. Painfully, painfully, one hour, mid market, <laughs> mid mornings, baby. And uh, <laughs> there's a bike. I can already see the yeah, yeah, uh, standing back to back. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm saying you obviously need a manager. Like that, if I said the otherwise, that's my bad. Um, I just don't think it's as important. Hell done, froze, froze over. Jackson apologized to us. What's this world coming to? That's from the six one. That's right. It's high time that you get out of your ivory tower and you become one of us, the people, the proletariat, meat and potatoes guys like right. me and ladies, of course, like Lisa. Yeah, I love Lisa with piddles in the chud. Ten to eleven. One to one. You spin. Okay. I, I'm sure I've apologized before. I apologize often. That's kind of like my defense mechanism. It's like if I think something's mad at me, I just apologize on command. Pretty kind of like my move. You think that's kind of a simp thing? This is anti-confrontation, which in turn could be a simp thing, yeah. Is that a flaw? Probably, but it's how I'm wired. But you just disagreed with me. You just did. Not I did. this segment, but the previous one. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've disagreed with you before. I think people just don't like to mention it. Well, what would be another example? I can't remember. Like, I said Alex Petrangelo played for the Vegas Golden Knights, and you were like, no, he doesn't. He plays for the Edmonton Oilers. Prime example. Rep. And that paid massive dividends. Catch us <laughs> on pills in the chud. Tim, you need to respect piddles. A good heel is hard to find nowadays. That's from the 314. I agree, with, like the first heel? I agree with the first part, but... Greatest heel in professional wrestling history. Go. Couldn't name you a, a single one. Oh, my. You are not a meat and potatoes kind of guy. No, I assume my eyeballs would sooner fall out of my head than what could happen of me watching a full WWE situation. Well, you must be the only guy at Ledoux who didn't watch. Yeah, it was tough during study hall when the conversations about all these guys were going on, and I was not privy to it, but it's the price I pay. Does it make me a mark for liking the New World Order? No, I think a lot of people in your age range loved no, what was that? Was that age discrimination right there? Should I go to HR about that? No, I just think difference in generations. But uh, how do you know about the New World Order if you I've heard look you down do the, on those of us who love professional wrestling? I've heard you do like the little... Oh, yeah, the little, new, yeah. New, new World Order. That is the order. B start and end of my knowledge of the New World Order. Wow, this is going to be a tough post-show meeting today. Well, there's so much on television. I, I, I like the Scott Hall play, getting Rowdy Roddy Piper, Iron Sheik. I mean, Nikolai Volkov right at the peak of the Cold War. Okay. What about the missing link and how he was from parts unknown, and then he would he would start spraying green mist out of his mouth at, at his, his opponents, and they wouldn't know what was going on, and they started swinging wildly in the air. Wow, I feel so deprived of such quality content that I've never seen this. I don't mean to diminish or, you know, 
disparage. That's, that's, the, that's the vibe I'm getting. It's I, like, oh, listen to Tim and his hillbillies talk about professional wrestling. Meanwhile, I'll be at Sportsman's today enjoying a single malt scotch. That's the vibe. That's what I'm picking up as you, right. as your condescending perspective on the sport of professional wrestling. Sport. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to disparage what people like and how they use their leisure time and what they view because I don't want people doing that with me. With the National Basketball Association. Right. I just can't imagine a situation where I would willingly turn on and pay, let's pay the pay-per-view to watch grown men do whatever they do during that whole thing. What about Sable and Tori Wilson? Sable fish is a white fish that I'm not into, honestly. It was on the Larry David sandwich. It didn't sound very appetizing. Unbelievable. Tough post-show meeting. Tough. Not really into the smoked white fish. Tough. Tough. Uh, your thoughts. Uh, greatest heel in professional wrestling history. Uh, 314-399-9646. Also, Jackson taking the sable discussion and going to smoked white fish and Larry David sandwich. This is Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, Jackson, you're right. One hour is just not enough for today's show. No. But the breaking news on today's Munganess St. Louis Acura, Munganess Burkhardt Alton Toyota Balloon Party, is I just Venmoed the person who got the $35 for the deep dive, and Jackson discovered that even though the person texted in, it's a guy, the person was a girl. Well, the Venmo account that they sent in was a girl's Venmo account. Now, can't be positive that that's... And a young lady. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and so we can't be positive that it is that young lady who sent in the question, but certainly her Venmo account that got credited. I think this show is number one in the St. Louis area with women 25 to 50. Right up there. Our content's driven towards I agree with you. exactly what they're looking I for. I agree with you, which is greatest heel in the history of professional wrestling. And I think we may have broken the text <laughs> inbox with that just spur of the moment. Yeah. Let me belch out a question. <laughs> Iron Sheik getting a lot. Ric Flair. Jackson, you've been called a weak, whiny putz for not liking professional wrestling. So I can't talk about National Basketball Association. We're going to talk WWE. Well, I mean, I guess you don't know anything about wrestling at the chase. NBA is not here. Wrestling at the chase was here. Yeah, how could I forget? They would actually wrestle at the chase? Oh, my God. I mean, I've heard of that. I, did. I saw The Iron Claw. I enjoyed that. A good movie. Oh, good or bad.com? Good. Really good. What's better, Killers of the Flower Moon or Iron Claw? Different, but I'd say Killers of the Flower Moon is more important. Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. Iron Claw? Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Don't mess this up, Academy. It's the obvious one, but it's the right one. And that's Barbie. I've liked Barbie a lot. Cracked my top 10, but it is uh, is no Oppenheimer. Killian Murphy. Unbelievable. Finally going to get his flowers. You think he is? Yeah, yeah. He will win Best Actor. If Giamatti were to sneak in past him, would also love that, but I think it'll be Killian. WWE sucks. It's all fake. It's from the 618. Wow. Tough to get that one at 1058. We could have really run with it. <laughs> Jackson, we got to go. Uh, BK and Ferrario are coming up next. 
Uh, but uh, you will have a tough, tough post-show meeting today after your performance. Number one, never disagree with me. I thought you saw that in your contract. Right. Uh, number two, uh, just kind of really mocking those who love professional wrestling. Yeah. That was yeah. That was startling. For me, the thing that I'm going to passive-aggressively send an email to management about is you turning the Sable-Tory Wilson discussion into a whitefish conversation. Yeah. You ever had Sable, the Sable fish, the whitefish thing? I grew up on Tam Avenue, and it just didn't come down the road all that often. Yeah, well, it was big in my house, and it smelled funky, I can tell you that much. Uh, more on Sable. Will it be the whitefish or the former wrestler tomorrow on Balloon Party? For Jackson Briquette, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Monganess, St. Louis Acura, and Monganess, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.